Coverage of Troy Trojan Athletics is brought to you by Anderson Meats. For great prices, fast service, and a friendly staff, look no further than Anderson Meats. With over 30 years in the business, Curtis and his staff offer custom cuts of all types of meat. Stop by 1187 Last Chance Road in Troy or call 785-985-2292. Anderson Meats, a proud sponsor of the Troy Trojans on the TVL Spotlight. After a week of incredible basketball at the Cacia State Tournaments, Jeff Ford's back in studio to break it all down for you. Hello and welcome to the TVL Spotlight. Today's show is brought to you by Snappers Catering and Event Center, United Bank and Trust, and KNDY Radio. We'll start with the ladies in the Hanover Lady Wildcats on Friday night. Chris Bikeman's squad came in at 19-4 and and the sixth seed in the tournament. After a quote-unquote upset in the first round over 22-1 Lebo, the Lady Cats were playing some of their best basketball of the year and had the opportunity to crash the party in 1A D2. The roadblock for Hanover for making the title game was just your average everyday eight-time defending state champion, the Central Plains Lady Oilers. Pat Stiles' Central Plains team had won 23 straight postseason games and really barely been tested in 2022. Central Plains got out to a nine-point lead early on, coming via the three-pointer, and Hanover needed to regroup and rethink things after suffering eight turnovers in the first period alone and falling behind 13-4. Hanover would come out of the quarter break with a different look and would trim the lead to just five, three minutes into the period, and after trading buckets for nearly the rest of the quarter, Hanover would remain just out of the lead after two. It was in the third period that the tide really shifted. Hanover went into a trapping defense out of the locker room, forcing turnovers that led to several quick buckets. And after picking up her third foul, defensive threat Brenna Hamicky was sent to the bench and momentum was swiftly on the Wildcats' side with the lead down to only 30-27. to Just into the third quarter, it was a Keegan Atkins jumper earning her 13th point of the night and a Tessa Losey three-pointer that put Hanover in the best position of the night to close the gap. That would be Losey's only bucket of the night as she was guarded well throughout the night by Central Plains. After going back and forth again, Wildcat Allison Juniman would take over the Hanover offense as she would pick up a one-and-one opportunity with just over two minutes left, making both of them to make it a five-point difference at 44-39. But in the end, time ran out on the Wildcats as they would fall in the semis 49-44 to eventual state champion Central Plains, earning yet another title. Leading the way in scoring was Keegan Atkins with her 15 points. Atkins was 6 of 9 from the field and added 7 steals on a good night both offensively and defensively. Joining her in double digits was Avery Barron. She had 11. Four apiece came from Allison Juneman, Caitlin Clip, and Michelle Zarbanicki. Three points came from Tessa Losey, two from Anna Juneman, and Macy Holly hit a free throw, but Hanover just couldn't catch up to the defending state champs and would fall a game short of the title, losing 49-44. They were assured one more game, that coming on Saturday for third place 
taking on Hutch Central Christian. More on that later. We go to Dodge City next, and the 1A D1 tournament with the Centralia Lady Panthers coming off of a 17-point win over Spearville in the opening round as they took on 21-2 Burlingame. Burlingame started off strong with an 8-0 run forcing Centralia to call a timeout early on. After the timeout, Centralia settled back in and cut the lead to 5 with some timely shots by one Lena Haverkamp. Trailing 18-11 after one quarter, Centralia would hit a pair of three-pointers in the first 30 seconds of the second quarter, one by Owen Dieters, the second by Jaden Wells, to cut it to one point. Centralia would go on a nice run to end the half, and they would lead 28-25, with those three-point shots really being the biggest edge. The Lady Panthers started to see the lead grow in the third with a 21-point period, Abby Flinty and Lena Haverkamp leading the charge, both staying hot in the quarter. Burlingame would fight hard until the final horn, but couldn't overcome some tough defense and that hot shooting, and Centralia would advance to the state title game with a 53-45 win. Owen Dieters led the way for Centralia. She had 16. 13 points came from Abby Flinty, 10 from Lena Haverkamp. Avery Dieters finished with 9. Jaden Wells hit that three-pointer, and Tatum Kramer finished with two to round out the scoring for Centralia. The night finished out with the Hanover boys taking on Buckland. And this game really couldn't have started out any better for the Cats. Hanover forced turnovers on their first four possessions of the game, leading to them going up 9-2 early on and 21-8 at the end of the first, thanks to the shooting from the night before carrying over led by eight points from Philip Debley in the quarter. In the second, it was more Buckland turnovers and more Hanover points. And by halftime, the Red Aces had more turnovers, 17, than points, 16. And Hanover led 31-16 to 16 at the break. The Wildcats would hold off an early charge by Buckland right out of the halftime. And after a Philip Debley three-pointer, coupled with a Buckland fast break pass that went right out of bounds, it looked like momentum was swinging in Hanover's direction, and they would easily get by their opponents. Buckland would get the closest they had in a full quarter with a couple of quick buckets and get into the free throw line, and all of a sudden it was 43-33. And maybe even more important, two of the big pillars of this Hanover team, Keegan Demler and Emma Juneman, each were in foul trouble. Juneman with three and Demler with four. With those two out of the game, Buckland would narrow it to five points. The two teams would trade buckets until who else but Philip Debley would take over, hitting a pair of late shots. Debley would finish with 23 points on the night. Hanover got everything they wanted out of the Red Aces, but they would survive and advance as they would defeat Buckland 61-54 to move to the championship. Take a break, but when we come back, the TVL had the opportunity to bring home a pair of championship trophies. Plus, the Hanover girls were trying to get the bad taste of Friday out of their mouth and get a third-place finish. Plenty more hoops coming up. We'll talk championship Saturday after these. Coverage of Hanover Wildcat Sports is brought to you by Snappers Catering and Event Center in Hanover. Do you have an event coming up for 10, 50, even hundreds of people? Snappers Catering has you covered. Parties? wedding rehearsals, corporate events, and everything in between, 
Snappers in Hanover is the place to go. Check out the menu online at snapperspub.com and call 785-337-2888 to book your event today. Snappers Catering is here for you, and they are a proud sponsor of the Hanover Wildcats on the TVL Spotlight. Coverage of the Axel Eagles, Centralia Panthers, Frankfurt Wildcats, Valley Heights Mustangs, and Wetmore Cardinals is brought to you by Staff Sergeant Mark Lamone, your local Kansas Army National Guard recruiter. Serve your community, state, and country part-time while receiving full-time benefits like 100% free in-state college tuition and fees, up to $4,000 a year technical job credentialing assistance, and gain real-world hands-on life experience. Enlist now under the split option program and attend initial entry training in the summers while completing high school. To learn more, call or text Staff Sergeant Lamone at 785-806-2144. Kansas Army National Guard. Live here. Serve here. Welcome back. We move to Saturday now and start in the third place game in Barton County with the Hanover Lady Wildcats as they took on Hutch Central Christian. Both teams coming in with 20-plus wins, stellar offenses, tough defenses, and most importantly, both with a chip on their shoulder for not being in the championship game. Each team started a little slow in this one. That was really the reoccurring theme in this tournament. But this time, that didn't harm Hanover, as after one quarter, they led 6-4. The biggest bright spot for the Wildcats in that quarter was they were able to get some of their opponents in foul trouble, something that would really come into play later on in the half. Hanover started quickly in the second with an 11-6 run, with most of those coming at the free throw line. Hanover was 17 of 23 at the line in the ballgame, and they led 31-20 with two minutes remaining in the third, closing out the quarter 17-4, and they had this game firmly in hand. Tessalozzi led the charge up until that quarter with 12 points. And you can ask any coach when you have that kind of lead going into the final eight minutes. You want to make the last quarter extremely uneventful. Hanover moved to a slower pace and made that final quarter very methodical. And they would finish out the game with a third place victory, 47-27. It was Hanover's 21st win of the season. And as the sixth seed, while I'm sure they wanted to compete for the championship, a third-place finish is much better than some statewide thought it would be. Three Lady Wildcats ended up in double digits, led by Tessalozzi with 15 points. Add in 10 each from Keegan Atkins and Macy Holly, with Holly grabbing eight rebounds. Six points came from Michelle Zarbenicki, who really had an incredible week for the Lady Cats at State. Avery Barons finished with four and Anna Juneman hit a pair of free throws to round out the scoring for Hanover. The Lady Wildcats close out 2022 with a victory, a third-place trophy, and maybe most importantly, a little bit of hunger, and the team to go back to the state stage next year. Then it was down to the championships. In Dodge City, it was the Centralia girls facing Pretty Prairie, and in Great Bend, the Hanover boys trying to defend their title against the Greeley County Jackrabbits. Starting Dodge with the Lady Panthers as they would be one game away from a perfect season 
but a battle was on their hands against Prairie Prairie. The scoring got started early, like most games do with Centralia, with someone named Dieters firing up an icebreaker to get her team on the board. This time it was Avery that would put up her team 3-2 to two after one possession. After going back and forth throughout the period, it was another Dieters three-pointer that would provide the difference in the first quarter, and the Lady Panthers were up one after eight minutes, 13-12. Pretty Prairie would jump out to a quick lead in the second, including the opportunity for a rare four-point play to put them back on top, 17-15. Pretty Prairie had to make the most of their scarce opportunities at the line as they went 5-8 of eight from the charity stripe as compared to Centralia's 8 of 10. The Lady Panthers would fall behind as much as 8 in the first half, but thanks to yet another Avery Dieters 3 in the waning moments of the second quarter, the deficit would be just 3 points at the break. In the first half, Centralia was 7 of 21 from the field and 4 of 7 from the 3-point line. The defense did their job to make up for it and make it a low-scoring game through the first 16 minutes. That defense would remain strong in the third, holding Pretty Prairie to only five third-quarter points, and the, Lady, and the Lady Panthers would narrow the gap for the first time in the second half, taking back the lead with a pair of Owen Dieters free throws as we would head to the final eight minutes. Pace slowed early in the fourth quarter as both teams were able to get to the free throw line on the first few possessions of that quarter. At about two minutes in, Centralia was able to get their first big break of the quarter. Down one, Pretty Prairie was at the line with a chance to take back the lead with a one-and-one, but the shooter missed the back end of that one-and-one, and instead of a one-point deficit, it was tied at 32-all. Centralia failed to take that open door, however. They missed a bunny inside, which Pretty Prairie rebounded, but Owen Dieters was there to intercept the outlet pass and get a bucket to fall and the Panthers retook the lead, 35-34. Pretty Prairie went into a slower offense the next two possessions, but failed to get buckets until they forced a turnover and found a shot from the top of the key and buried it with 41 seconds to go. That proved to be the game winner with the Lady Panthers falling just short of the perfect season and just out of the championship by a score of 37-35. Looking at the scoring for the Lady Panthers in this game, it was a whole lot of Avery and Owen Dieters. Avery finished with 17 points, Owen with 16, and the only other player to score on the night was Lena Haverkamp. She finished with a pair. Centralia would fall to 25-1 on the season, finishing just short of that perfect record. We'll flip to the boys' side now and head out to Barton County Community College where the Hanover Wildcats were on the court trying to clinch back-to-back state titles for the third time in school history. The game started well for Hanover as they took the opening tip and ended up scoring the first seven points of the game in less than one minute, forcing Greeley County to call a timeout early in this ballgame. The first quarter was really a steady diet of Josh Zarbenicki for the Wildcats. He earned 11 of his 15 points in the first eight minutes. Hanover would hit four three-pointers in the quarter and led 19-15 after one. The second quarter was a series of runs. Greeley County tied it at 19. Hanover answered it back with a 5-0 stretch, which would be responded to with a 7-0 D.C. run 
mostly spurned by junior Jackson Brandle, who was a thorn in the side of Corey Jensen's club the entire game. He had a tremendous game and a tremendous tournament, finishing with a game-high 31. And it was really no surprise that this game would go into the locker room tied at 33 apiece. After a still evenly matched third quarter, it really wasn't until midway through the fourth that either team was able to create a little bit of distance. After a Keegan Dimmler missed, Chase Bruno was right there for a putback and the foul to put Hanover up. Then once again, the turnover bug hit Greeley County to allow Hanover to create some more separation after back-to-back buckets by Dimmler and Emmett Juniman. With Hanover up two with just 11 seconds to go, the question was, was Greeley County going to play it safe and go for the tie or risk it all and try to win it? They inbounded from three-quarters court and in two passes found freshman Lincoln Schaefer in the corner. And in a heartbeat, it went from hope to heartbreak for the Hanover Wildcats as they would fall 56-55. Josh Zarbanicki would lead the way with 15 points in the game, followed closely by Keegan Demler with 13. Philip Debley had 11. Nine came from Emmett Juniman. Five from Chase Bruna to round out the scoring for Hanover. The Wildcats finished 25-2 on the season and really three seconds short of back-to-back titles. So a pair of heartbreaking losses on Saturday in championship games. Really, it was a heartbreaking day for those two teams and anyone able to see those games. Two terrific games, but the TVL ending up on the wrong side of the ledger for both of them. Let's take one more quick break when we come back. All TVL teams were released over the weekend. We'll get you that right after these. Coverage of the Axel Eagles on the TVL Spotlight is brought to you by B&D Buildings. Do you need a large building for your home or business? B&D Buildings is the place to call. Brad and the crew provide quality service in erecting large structures for all uses. Call them at 785-294-0147 or visit them online at bdbuildings.net. B&D Buildings and Eagle Car Wash of Axel proud sponsor of the Axtell Eagles on the TBL Spotlight. Just like their hometown buffaloes, the staff at Onega Pharmacy has goals. Goals like filling all of your pharmaceutical needs and doing so in a timely and friendly manner. Goals like providing a great gift shop, including their old-fashioned soda machine and the best cherry limeades in Northeast Kansas. But the biggest goal at the Onega Pharmacy is to make sure you, the customer, walk out the door with a smile on your face every time. Come check out the Onega Pharmacy at 300 Leonard Street or call 785-889-7181. The Onega Pharmacy, a proud supporter of the Onega Buffaloes on the DVL Spotlight. Final segment of today's show. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Now that basketball season is officially over, the Twin Valley League handed out their all-TVL teams over the past couple of days. Let's run through those real quick. Starting on the girls' side, it was a pair of Centralia Panthers making the team one a freshman, one a senior. No surprise here. Avery and Owen Dieters of the Centralia Lady Panthers taking two spots on the first team. From Clifton Clyde High School, it was sophomore Shea Wirtz 
Shea guided Clifton Clyde to the state tournament this year. And again, another player that has a big potential for the next few years here in the Twin Valley League. Congratulations to Shea Wirtz, sophomore from Clifton Clyde. Donovan West Jr. Avery Weathersby makes first team as well. Weathersby had an excellent year to lead the Lady Mustangs and gets the much-deserved first team pick in the junior from D West. An excellent, excellent year in 21-22. Sophomore from Frankfurt, Hattie Gross makes the first team as well. Frankfurt, a team on the rise. They are going to be a big threat over the next couple of years. Hattie Gross, again, going to be a name that you hear a lot in the upcoming years. It is a trio of Valley Heights seniors making the squad this year. Kat Turber, Maddie Vermetten, and Emmy Youngerberg all coming from the Valley Heights squad to make first team all TVL this year. And to round it out at the guard spot, first of all, it is junior Keegan Atkins of the Hanover Lady Wildcats. Again, Hanover getting that third place trophy this year at state. Keegan Atkins, a big part of the Lady Wildcat team. Again, she has one year left on the tenure. Look for her to be another all-state and all-TVL candidate in the upcoming year. And finally, on the first team, it is Wetmore Lady Cardinal Kenzie Strothman, the senior, probably one of the best post players in the Twin Valley League, not only this year, but in recent years. On the second team, it is Blue Valley senior Brianna Young. She completes a terrific career with the Lady Rams of Blue Valley. Again, the senior making second team this year, all TVL. Two more seniors making the squad. One from Donovan West, the other from Hanover, Jaden Taylor of the Lady Mustangs of D West. She came out of a squad with many big names and really made herself a player for this D West team. Again, she gets second team this year. Joining her is Hanover Wildcat Avery Barron's senior. The senior had a very good postseason and gets the second team nod. A pair of spectacular freshmen making the list as well. Clifton Clyde, Billy and Steinbrock getting the nod at second team. Again, this Clifton Clyde team is going to be one to be reckoned with over the next couple of years. Look for both Steinbrock and Shea Wirtz to be a big part of the Twin Valley League and Clifton Clyde coming up on the surge over the next couple of years. A pair of Lynn Juniors making the squad as well, Megan Byer and Sophia Bott. Sophia, a crazy good Outside shooter, she put up some big-time points for the Lynn Lady Bulldogs this year and gets the second team nod again. Megan Byer also. Uh, a fun story about Megan Byer. When I asked Coach Kuhlman this year about the all-grit team at the TVL tournament, I asked him, what is one of your players that maybe doesn't show up as much in the stat box as is just a hard-nosed leader of a player. And in a second, Coach Kuhlman answered Megan Byer. An excellent player in this Twin Valley League. One that maybe doesn't get the recognition that she deserves. Junior making the second team all TVL. Centralia Panther Lena Haverkamp also making the squad. In my mind, Haverkamp could have been a selection on the first team. She had... A very good postseason, uh, especially in the state tournament. Had a very good last couple of weeks and maybe could have gotten the nod for the first team, 
but really a season that she can be proud of. And again, the junior coming back next year for the Lady Panthers. The lone selection from the Troy Lady Trojans, Aiden Engman, the junior, put up some terrific numbers this year for Derek Jasper's offense. She was really in the middle of everything that the Troy team did this year. And again, with one more year on her tenure, could take over the reins for this Lady Trojans team next year. And finally, two Washington County Tigers, one senior, one freshman. No real surprise here for the Lady Tigers. Senior Riley Dezine and freshman Jesse Hoover, two offensive juggernauts for the Lady Tigers. Really the catalysts for the offense of Washington County, as well as some tremendous defense. Two players on the opposite ends of the spectrum as far as grade levels. Dezine has seen her last days as a Lady Tiger. Hoover just starting her career there at Washington County. But again, two players that were just absolutely tremendous this year and making second team all TVL. We'll go to the boys squad now. And your first team, and no surprise, a load of Hanover Wildcats on this squad. Emmett Juneman, Keegan Demler, and Philip Debley all making the squad on the first team this year. All three seniors for this Hanover team and really put them in to get into that state tournament this year. Three players that are definitely going to be missed next year by Corey Jensen and this Hanover team. Three guys that have been there really since the beginning of their high school days. All three of these guys have been a big part of this Hanover team and have stepped up. A pair of Troy Trojans making the list as well. Senior Cam Anderson and junior Jarrett Norris. It was a tremendous year for Troy, making their first state tournament in quite some time. And really, two of the biggest names for Troy, Jarrett Norris and Cam Anderson, both getting a deserved nod. Axtell Jr. Isaac Detweiler also making the first team. The Junior Eagle, who of course has had a tremendous career at Axtell. One more year for this Axtell team, and you have to believe, could be the best player in the Twin Valley League next year. A pair of seniors, Wetmore's Braden Henry and Presley Bowers of the Centralia Panthers, also getting first-team nods. Two players that weren't afraid to score points this year, both Bowers and Henry, at the top of the scoring lists in the Twin Valley League. And finally, rounding out the first team, it was Frankfurt senior Samuel Gross and sophomore from Clifton Clyde, Trent Long. Gross, just a hard-nosed player, for this Frankfurt team, really stepped up and took over some games, and much deservedly, he gets a first-team nod. And the most intriguing name on this first team to me was sophomore from Clifton Clyde, Trent Long. Long, still a big-time career, still a lot to do at Clifton Clyde. He has the opportunity to make this first team multiple times coming up in the next couple of years, one of the rising stars in the TVL. Keep an eye on Trent Long of Clifton Clyde. Again, he gets a first-team nod. Don't look for that to be his last in his career at Clifton Clyde. We'll go to the second team, and speaking of Clifton Clyde, it was T. Cook, senior from the Eagles. Cook, a big-time scorer for Justin Steinbrock's team. Joining him is junior Seth LeClaire. LeClaire, a defensive stud, and really put them in good position late in some of these games with Excellent play, and again, a player that maybe doesn't get enough mention for his play. He was just a very solid player this year. Blue Valley junior Jalen Pleasant also making the squad. 
Pleasant was a very good scorer for this Blue Valley team, at times taking over games for this Rams squad and a tremendous junior season. He has one more year on the tenure. Definitely could maybe have his best year next year as a senior. A pair of Trentons, Trenton Pally and Trenton Liqueur, Tally, the junior from Centralia, and Valley Heights senior Trenton Liqueur, both making second team. Both of these guys, once again, were able to take over games. Tally with his scoring ability and Liqueur with his ability to just take over a game flat out for Valley Heights. He had the power inside as well as a nice shooting finesse. Liqueur getting the second team nomination as a senior. Onega junior Zach Fisher makes the second team as well. The junior for Omega, very good numbers this year. Really had his best year so far as an Onega Buffalo. And again, and really could be a player next year. The the TVL just looks loaded next year with big-time seniors. Look out for some of these guys. Look out for guys like Zach Fisher. One player that came on late in this season and finished off with a tremendous last few weeks was Josh Zarbanicki. Junior from Hanover, and really it was one of the big reasons Hanover was in the position that they were a team with so many big names. Josh Zarbanicki kind of played in the background just a little bit, but really one of the big names. If you ask some of the players around the league, Josh Zarbanicki really was a name that struck fear in many players across the league. The second Axel Eagle on this team, Brandon Schmelzley, freshman for the Eagles. He takes a second-team nod. Schmelzley was a nice complimentary piece for this Axel team. And again, one of those players that is going to be a big name. We could have an all-freshman team this year in the TVL that could probably beat a lot of first teams in other leagues. Just the loaded underclassmen of this Twin Valley League assure it to be an excellent time next couple of years in the Twin Valley League. Again, freshmen, sophomores, whatever you want to say, they are going to be contenders, not just in the TVL, but probably statewide. Finishing it off on the second team, it is Wetmore Jr. Tyler Womack. Really, it was a little bit of what could have been for this Wetmore team, as I think they had some outstanding players, just couldn't put it together at the right time and fell short just a little bit, maybe, of their expectations into 2021-2022. And finally, our last name on the TVL, the second team this year, is Donovan West Sr., Creighton Johnson. Donovan West, another one of those teams that had high expectations coming in this year, suffered some injuries and suffered some short numbers, but still an excellent year for David Johnson's crew and a team definitely on the rise in the next couple of years. So again, your first team this year for the TVL, Emmett Juneman, Jarrett Norris, Keegan Dimler, Braden Henry, Samuel Gross, Isaac Detweiler, Camden Anderson, Philip Debley, Presley Bowers, and Trent Long. Your second team, T. Cook, Trent Talley, Trent LeCure, Jalen Pleasant, Zach Fisher, Seth LeClaire, Caden Dollinghouse, Kyler Womack, Josh Zarbanicki, Brandon Schmelzley, and Creighton Johnson. A tremendous year by all of these players. And again, if you put some of these players on, you just mishmashed some of these players on this Twin Valley League all-league team, you could probably beat a lot of squads throughout the state. Just a loaded year this year. Seniors, freshmen, whatever you want to say, top to bottom. 
the Twin Dollar League maybe had the best year in quite some time. That's all I've got for you for this week, a loaded show today. If you're still with me, thank you so much for hanging on. I know there was a lot of information to get out today, but did want to give as much time as possible to all three of those state contenders, as well as the league players getting their just desserts on the TBL teams. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. As far as the next couple of weeks go for the TVL Spotlight, I will still be on social media. Any postseason honors to be passed out, I will have those on social media. This week, my goal is to get with all of the coaches from Saturday's action, Chris Beichman, Roger Holdhouse, and Corey Jensen, to talk about their seasons and talk about their time at State. After that, going to take a little bit of a break as we do have of an extended period here between now and the start of track season, the start of spring sports. Get some things in order around here and bring you spring sports coming up very soon. It always seems like it is a fast turnaround to spring sports. I can't wait. It wasn't really until I started the TVL Spotlight that I knew how much spring sports meant to some of these athletes and how much, really how much fun it was to cover them. So I can't wait these next three months get out just getting all of those covered i can't wait i i really have come to love the spring sports and i just cannot wait to get to cover them but again i probably will take a little bit of time off regroup a little bit a week maybe 10 days won't be too won't be too long of a wait but i will try to take a little bit of a break and uh come back fresh and ready to go for spring sports today That's all I have. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jeff Ward signing off for the TBL Spotlight. Coverage of Troy Trojan Athletics is brought to you by Anderson Meats. For great prices, fast service, and a friendly staff, look no further than Anderson Meats. With over 30 years in the business, Curtis and his staff offer custom cuts of all types of meat. Stop by 1187 Last Chance Road in Troy or call 785-985-2292. Anderson Meats, a proud sponsor of the Troy Trojans on the TVL Spotlight.